every exercise that I do, I know how my body's supposed to move, so I make it move that way. But it feels crooked. Right. But it's wrong. And then I watch the video. I watch the video and I'm like, my reps are perfect. Literally perfect. But I feel like I have one foot in the top corner of the platform and the other (laughs) foot in the bottom corner of the platform. And I'm doing like a weird split squat fucking sideways thing. That's how it feels. (laughs) And I watch the video and I'm like, perfect hack squat. Yeah. I I spotted a guy today that uh, that actually did that. This guy was like, hey, you mind uh, spotting me for a couple reps on bench? And I was like, sure. I mean, it wasn't like too much weight. I wasn't thinking he was going to hurt himself. But all of a sudden, his left leg was in the air, and he's sliding around. I'm like, oh, my, oh fuck. What are you doing? I like, push me down. <laughs> <laughs> so I always harp on clients about that. I'm like, your body, the only thing moving should be what you're training. Like, I don't want to see your feet dancing around when you're doing bench press, and I don't want to see fucking wiggly. I don't want to see your arms up on one rep of the hack and then down on one rep of the hack and then on the pads and then on the handles. Like, just fucking – Set it up. Yeah. Anyway, don't unrack it. We are. It was actually awkward oh. to, to see. And then the best <laughs> part was they have a cardio thing that's over top. And yeah. Nikki was doing the step mill. And she comes down and she goes, That fucking guy you spotted on the bench, that was a mess. <laughs> oh, like, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how bad it was. You saw it from up there. <laughs> bad enough that when other people in the gym give you a head nod like a minute later, you look over and they're like, That was. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I've never seen anything like it. Wasn't like he slightly moved. His leg literally came up above the bench at one point, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" So, so, so we're we're totally recording, right, Scott? We're so we're rolling into the episode. If you so if you wanted to, it shall. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I guess this is episode 100. You guys. Wow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of It's Just Bodybuilding with Big Ron Partlow and my co-host, Dusty Hanshaw. How you doing, Dusty? Awesome. I'm, uh, I'm excited that we finally got this thing going. Uh, Holy shit. Holy shit. And, I'm glad I was here for double digits. That's why, I think, that's why I think Scott Jeez. should stick around for a bit, because episode 100, Scott, you've been a big part of this. I'd so be happy to. I much. agree. My pleasure. You know, yeah, but thanks very much for putting up with us, and <laughs> me and Dusty have to admit that we do almost no work for this show. And if not, Dusty may be absolutely no work. <laughs> almost. I don't even watch it Okay, again. Dusty. Dusty does no work. I do a little Nothing. tiny bit of work. Well, and uh, I'll tell you what, Dusty, though. Dusty I'll tell can't you. even stick around for, for the little tribute I was giving him. He has to, like, go off talk to his I left, yeah. Well, I had to. <laughs> He's like, he's like, my, I'm partially present. No big deal. <laughs> That's the story of my life. I will yeah, tell you so guys. It's also the, the key that, uh, you know, the episode where we, you finally started putting these clips in. Yes. Did you notice how many yeah. people are like, why isn't Scott just on the show? I was like, I saw that. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to clue everybody in for a second here. So, okay. you know, over the last, whatever it is, six years, I've recorded with a lot of different people. And I want to give both of you props because you guys are, um, if you're on time, number one, uh, when we make plans, you follow those plans. A lot of times you make plans with a pro bodybuilder. It has to be like three days or less or else they'll totally forget about it. Uh, and then one thirty actually is like quarter to three. So we're, like, we're on, you guys are on the money. There okay. is that. Well, we appreciate that. We sort of, uh, my mindset is that 
this is such an amazing deal for me that all I have to do is kind of just show up. <laughs> which has kind of been every job I've ever had to be. Honest. I was going to say, that sounds <laughs> a lot like my entire life. I'm like, well, that's not how it is for everyone. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, see, the way I did college was I did none of the work and I just showed up and presented. Nice. And the group but you're a good presenter, though. So that's how I got through life is just uh, talking my way through shit. So thanks for giving me another avenue to do that, Scott. My pleasure. You know, Brushed up his skills. Awesome. <laughs> I was so digging episode one hundred. Yeah. yeah, I want to see. I'm, I'll, I'll find it. I'll get back to you guys. I'll find it. I want to see how old, how long we've been doing this show for, because I don't even, I don't even know. What you have to look on my page, years, remember? Because we did the first episode on on mine, oh, yeah. like we did three or four. Well, episode six with Jose Raymond. That was September 18th, 2019 that that came out. Do you realize how much Weird. stuff has happened since then? Yeah. I died. Um, we, yeah. <laughs> this, this. We started burning Just the died. American country. The entire, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, the, the, uh, the COVID, the entire COVID thing happened. Yeah. Which, which also COVID's a weird thing. It, it sometimes I, it doesn't seem like it's been a year and a half. Sometimes it seems like it's only been a few months we've been doing this, but then you sit and realize you're like, Oh wow. It just got normal. Yeah. You know, it was weird. You know, the whole, like, I mean, Trump was president when we started the show. Yeah. Tear. We, we did it before the entire election. We saw, we saw the entire election and the entire one year bullshit run all the way in. We saw the whole thing. We saw what else did we see? Brandon well, Curry hadn't even turned. Brandon Curry wasn't even Mr. Olympia yet. It was yeah. We got yeah, two. We, have, we had three Olympians since then. Three. Yeah, Roden, Mr. Roden was the champ. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's it's awesome. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun, and the fact that it just flew by too, and it hasn't been like a labor. Like oh my god, a hundred episodes, um, <laughs> is uh, a testament to like it's just fun. Like we're just trying to have fun. You know, we're not. I, you know, people ask us like, you know, what are your plans for the show? And it's like, well, Dusty and I just kind of enjoy doing it. And we enjoy that we, we connect with a lot of people and people like you, you guys all message us and tell us what bits were funny or maybe helped you or whatever. I mean, we get those sorts of emails all the time and that's what makes it worthwhile to me is I just, I just, I really like the engagement and I, I hope that we can uh, maybe just make people think. Like yeah. maybe it's about some world topic we accidentally talk about for too long, or maybe it's an actual bodybuilding tip where like they fix their leg workouts and they're like, fuck, my leg workouts are way better. Like I love it when people come up to me and they're like, uh, I don't have a coach or anything, but I just watch your show all the time. Yeah. And in the last two years I've put on like 20 pounds. And in the five years before that, I didn't gain a single pound, like stuff like that. Right. You know? They're like, I didn't gain a single pound for two years, started watching your podcast, and I put on 20 pounds in like a year. And I, I'm like, oh, right. fuck. Like, that's the awesome. Because yeah. most guys are never going to turn pro or win shit. Right. But adding muscle is the bottom line. That's why a lot of people train the way we train and want to live the lifestyle. They just want to want to change their bodies and, you know, add some muscle, lose some fat. And so when people come up and say that they've done that, I'm like, fuck, that's really cool. Yeah, you guys have influenced a lot of people uh, as far as like progressive overload goes. I feel like a lot of people started lifting heavier weights after this podcast came on. That it just, I saw that evolution because I saw everybody who listened and talked about the shows before that. And then, you know, mm -hmm. I've seen the evolution since. A lot more PPL, DC. Yeah. A lot more. 
<laughs> but I also think I, I, I've, you know, because I, I used to watch the show. I don't watch it anymore. I kind of annoy myself, but I used to watch <laughs> it just, I, I, I kind of used to watch it because I was trying to, uh, like, I thought, well, it might help us be better. Yeah. You know, we like, you know, you know, following a topic, guiding a guest along, just watching your own interview skills. But I also found that it gave me like a certain level of anxiety because I would think, oh, fuck, I got to start doing that thing with my fucking ear or I got to stop like, you know, what thing, whatever, saying, a, well, just I'm just joking. Like maybe you're always <laughs> adjusting your oh, now I'm going to be watching like, his ear the entire episode. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for the ear. You know, thing. Or maybe you got to stop. You know, you, you have a bad habit of maybe interrupting someone when they do this or, you know, just sort of being so critical of yourself. So I don't watch it anymore. But um, I I did. Uh, I, I do notice that. Um, we haven't just pushed progressive overload because we've had the ability with, you know, the amount of time we're on the air, we've had the ability to also get the nuances of it. Yes. And well, that's what makes get, you know, like, screwly progressive that's, it's got to be correct. Like how, how can you actually make it work? Cause it's not just about adding pounds every week because we all know right. that that isn't really how it goes. That's like the idea, Yeah, but yeah. it's harder than that. And there's a lot of other stuff that goes with it. It's I always say you're you're surfing a curve. You know, it's hmm. like you're a surfer trying to stay on a wave forever. And right, you know, you're gonna go, whoa shit, you're gonna get up too high and you're gonna flat bottom up. You gotta, you know, try to stay on there. So it's there's a lot of other things that go with it, you know. Pre prevention yeah. of injury. I was, I was taught that it was uh body fat Dante, and yeah. Dante pushed it was um when I was first starting, it was peaks and valleys. And as long as your valleys are higher than they used to be and your peaks are higher than they used to be, hmm. you're progressing. But it's not always up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, was, that made it really easy for me because you look back even when you're cleaning out or you're, or you're in some sort of a, you know, intentionally backing down and you're like, oh, actually, I remember when this was a working set. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you have a few of those moments. Right now, I'm back to those being working stuff, which is tricky, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to tell you, too, yeah, guys, uh, what was funny is what having the – so I've been here for, I think, three weeks. I don't really keep track of time. Um, and I literally was like, no one knows me here. It's great. Like, I'd go to the gym. Yeah, like, no a one lot, talks lot can to happen me. in three weeks, right, Dustin? You know, well, well, no. So then what ended up happening was, yeah, I can, I could be asleep. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden now, what it is is people don't come talk to you during your workouts. I've had many people now, oh, yeah. like I'll be in a locker room or whatever, and they're like, hey, man, it's great to see you in here. And I'm like, and then next thing you know, it's the, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to the show for, for two years. I'm like, that's cool. Oh, shit. Yeah. I just assumed I was invisible in here which was awesome but yeah i've had like probably four or five people tell me that they watch the show here and i'm like oh shit i had no idea you even knew who i was let alone listen to the show like that's awesome yeah yeah i love hearing from people that listen to the show and and sometimes it's uh it's like like when paul lozon stopped by the gym to say hi mm -hmm. um it was funny because there was a guy in the gym at the time one of the guys that went up to him he's like a a new member that I had never had the chance to speak to yet. So I didn't know that he watched the show. Right. But I found out because he came up to Paul and he was like, Hey, you were, I really loved the episode when you were on. Yeah. And so like, 
you know, because he obviously knew him. He obviously watched his bro chat as well because he was like right. a huge fan. But but he came up and he mentioned the episode. He's like, yeah, you, I loved when you were on the show with Ron. And like and so it was just funny that, you know, you, there's a lot of people around us. We don't know they watch the show. Yeah, because they haven't like said anything. But so it's it's cool. And people do, you know. Oh, sure. Episode 100. So we're going to do an intro or are we pass that. Like, share, like subscribe. There's that. Like, yeah, the, 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 the like, the share, bell. subscribe, uh, ring the bell, leave a comment, tell your friends. Don't forget that stuff. It's very important. You know, the algorithms, Scott. It's I live my life uh, learning about the algorithm every day. <laughs> my whole life is a study of algorithms. Yeah, exactly. It's all that matters in my life anymore. I- so, uh, we got to touch on a couple things. I wanted to give Dusty an opportunity. Sorry to put you on the spot here, but, um, you know, Jose and I kind of talked about John last week briefly. And uh-huh. uh, you you weren't here to to chat. And, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to, like, you know, just say, like, how did you handle it? How did it go for you? How, well, you know what was crazy um, is so uh, a friend of ours actually texted me and he was like, is it true about John? And I'm like, and I mean, it's, here's one thing I love is when someone says a name like John with it, everybody has, you immediately go to the highest on the list in your mind. Like, cause I don't like, and I was like, what happened to John? So I was like, I said, what? And he was like, Oh, well, Nick Trigilli put up a thing and said he had died. And I was like, that's Nick Trigilli. Um, Let me immediately reach out. So I text Dante immediately. Like at this point, I was like, no. Um, I text Dante. He gave me the, you know, he got on. He actually hadn't heard yet either. I was so pissed because I hear, I mean, I'm, I'm always the asshole that says the things nobody wants to say. Like it's no one's spot, in my opinion, but the family to release that information. Yeah. I could have known that for a year and never said a word to anybody just because you're not supposed to. And everyone knows that. I was irritated. I mean, first, obviously sad. Second, irritated because it wasn't time yet. Um, that should be released when someone is ready. That's really, really in the, that's in it. You know, that was leaked to him by someone who shouldn't have said anything. Mm-hmm. And then he took it public. Um, so I know for I, a lot I, of people listening I, to this, they're going to, they're going to say, well, that's no big deal because it happened. But I've been in that position. It is a big deal. You want to be able to control when it goes out. I mean, my family knew I was in a coma for weeks before they said anything. So you know, wait, it's, uh, wait a minute. I'm missing. I'm. I think I'm missing something. I didn't realize. Nick Trigilli was the first person to make it public, and he was told oh, by I someone who, who knew in confidence. And I don't know who that was, oh. but someone tossed it to him, and of course, it went up immediately because that is the name of the game of. You know, uh, I guess I'll call it news. Like everyone wants to be first, which is retarded. Um, so that was just disappointing, but as far as what matters, I think the only thing I can really say, and it's already been said by a million people, but John is a guy who I wondered how he got it all done in a day. Hmm. And what I mean is like, as much as I joke, I'm extremely busy. Um, I'm terrible about checking up on close friends about real life. This guy would just randomly message Everyone I know could say a story when John would reach out to them. I mean, he was one of the first people to reach out to me. 
Um, it's funny because I had so many messages, I couldn't even answer them all. But he was one of the first. And he also followed up with me after our episode and, you know, offered just advice as someone who had been in my position. And the same thing in all the bodybuilding, you know, he was also someone who never needed, never needed credit. Like you, yeah. I'd post something sometimes and he would really, it would hit a mark with him. And instead of like writing a long thing that puts attention to him, he would message me. I saw what you put up there and bought like, and give great advice. But it was like he he avoided getting credit half the time, um, which I just I think in this world and even to myself, like I don't do that very well at all. Like reaching out to people, staying in touch. He's fantastic. And it was funny. I did the same thing that I'm sure you guys did, where for the first day I, I wasn't ready to absorb it. So I was just reading what people put up. And I'm like, we all have the same story. Like the yeah. guy is literally was that good to every person that he crossed paths with. And he's one of the few people in the world that not because he didn't have a stance on things, but somehow he had a way of delivering his opinion in a way that no one had anything bad to say. And I know they always say, well, if no one has anything bad to say about you, you're not doing anything. I'm like, if John impacted a ton of people. It was just how he did it. Yeah. Like, you couldn't not respect him. I mean, even other people in the industry, Lane Norton, like big names who are very stuck in their ways, would say, even they even say, like, we didn't always agree, but this man was, you know, whatever, you know what I mean, a yeah. compliment. So it was yeah. it was rough to see. And uh, I think the only thing that um, I tried to take away is just stealing some of what he's doing, um, uh, what he was doing and doing better at it. And the other thing that I'm going to start doing publicly that it hit me afterwards was as I was reading all these things, I said, you know, we as people need to be better at telling the story of a John Meadows while he's still alive. Like there's a right. lot of that. It always happens after the fact. And it's like, you know, it's something that I'm going to mentally make sure I'm doing better because I've got a lot of people that have my back and have done amazing things for me that are still alive, it's a good time to say it now. You know, I mean, it's great in hindsight, and I'm yeah. sure we've all told John, but it's, it is nice if you'd read that on the regular to be like, <laughs> wow, you know, because I used to have people that would call me. I stopped doing one-off programs. I sent them all to him. I'm like, go to John, and I've done it too, so trust me. It's phenomenal, you know. So yeah. it was it was rough. I don't think it's, I don't think it, it's going to sink in completely to me until we go to the big shows and I don't see him because – we would always catch up. He's just that guy that would make his rounds and make sure he touched base with everybody. And it's going to be weird not to be able to do that anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. Rob, yeah. You're, you're, you're right about him. You're right about him, like doing stuff for free with no credit. Like I remember mm -hmm. I was talking to him about just about diet, just chatting right. about contest dieting and, you know, strategy and stuff. And uh, I mentioned that my knee was really bad. And this was back when I was still competing, right? And I hadn't torn my quad yet, but my knee was bad. Mm. And I was just saying how I was, you know, trying to figure out how to train around it. And he just like right away, he said, oh, well, let, I'm going to send you some programs. Hmm. Let me right. send you some leg days. I'm going to send you some leg days. They'll be like, I'll, I'll send them to you. And he sent me like two emails. Each email had a couple of different leg days on it. No you kidding. Know what I mean, uh -huh. and uh, he just like, give these a try. Because like I kind of mm. wrote these for people that, you know, where their knees are a little shot. Yeah. So it was like, you know, and so I, it was awesome because, you know, it, it's, it's so nice. And you know how this is dusty and Scott, you both know how this is when 
you you have a, a ton of knowledge in your head, but mm-hmm. you don't really want to like, oh, I got to experiment from scratch now and figure out what works. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're like, fuck, I'll just do these leg workouts because John's already like written them, given them to people, heard feedback, done them himself. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. uh, I trust them. Like the, when they come from someone like him, you're like, oh, I'll just do these. Yeah, and I guess I like would when, like, yeah, but done. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you hire Chris to do your diet. You're like, okay, yeah. let's go. And uh, so it was awesome. And and they helped me out. And I used those leg days all through my prep that year so that I could you know, train. And I mean, right. you know, is it stuff I still still carry with me too, like little techniques and stuff that I still use like all the time. You know, there's so just stuff like that. And like, you know, I, you know, I never gave him any money and he never asked for anything and he just sent them to me. So he's just just a great guy. So, yeah, no, that was my same experience when I when I did hire him. Um, I reached out at one point and just said, hey, I need to do something different and I don't want to think like because yeah. I will default back to what I always do and I'm trying to get away from myself. So, you know, and he was like, oh, let me put some things together. But he actually wrote them out for me. And I was like, all right, well, let me pay you. And he was like, no, don't worry about it. And I said, John, I have no money. Kidding. Let me pay you. And yeah. he was like, no. And he trained me for like three months. I mean, like literally wanted feedback to the point that I finally was like, John, I have to pay you. <laughs> like this is starting to feel like way, way wrong. And he was like, I don't want you to. And I mean, I literally never gave him a dollar. I was like, wow. And was I that, mean, you know, was that, that was training stuff? That was training yeah, stuff? But I, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it was one of those things where it's not like he just sent me something he had in his stock. He would email me, how the legs go today? Huh. And I'm like, how do you have time for this? Like, I mean, I know how busy you are. And I think he may have still been working back then, like at the bank. Yeah. So I just remember thinking like, but you know what it is, is you have some people like him and Dante did this to me one time. And I'm going to tell a story that might get me in trouble, but whatever. Um, Dante is always a giver as well. And one time uh, we went, we all went to dinner and I snuck off and paid the bill. And I was like, you know, for once in my life, I'm going to get Dante something. And it was funny because when the waiter came and he was going to grab the tab, he was like, oh, it's done. Dante like pulled me aside when we were done. And he's like, I appreciate that. Please don't ever do it again. It was like <laughs> he wants like that's his thing. And so I realized with John if a guy tells you five times he doesn't want money mm. then you just say thank you because that's what he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it, it was difficult because the amount of time he was investing, I'm like, I do this for a living too. It's, it's time consuming. I mean, I gotta get paid. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I, I, so I did buy one of his programs once. Um, right. and it was because I, I thought, fuck, I want that. That'd be cool to have. I just want to read that. And it was, right when he had his what year did he turn pro 2015 same year as me so he had his entire contest log for that show every single gram of food every single thing that he did Hmm. in a file every workout everything and he and that's what i bought off of him wow so i have his entire 2016 prep log complete absolutely fucking everything that's and cool. uh, it was like cool to read because, man, he died it hard. <laughs> oh, fuck. Two yeah. grams of sugar-free ketchup. <laughs> I'll tell you something, man. That was because 
I, I can't remember what weight he had to be. I don't remember, but he was fucking peeled, obviously, like he always was. But he would go low, man. Like the the egg whites and sugar feed ketchup ain't no joke. Yeah, you know, that's like he was basically. I, re- just I remember those. I, I loved when he when he put that stuff out because that was also during the prime of metabolic damage, and everyone <laughs> thought that you could just fuck up your metabolism with three low days. <laughs> and I'm like. Well, he ate 700 and, calories for a month. <laughs> and <laughs> some of the stuff, some of the stuff was like really interesting. Like, you know, the chest and shoulder day, um, you know, the one day was a little more chest and the other day was a little more shoulder. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it was like chest and shoulders twice a week. So one day was more of a chest day. And like, basically on the, on the, the one that was more of a chest day, there was basically just seated side laterals. Right. Like that was it. And then on the other day was like the presses and stuff. And then basically just like two chest exercises. So there were certain things I'm like, fuck, that doesn't look like much volume. But, you know, right. the weekly accumulation and everything and the workouts were fun. I did the workouts just to try them. I did like three weeks straight of the workouts just to try the rotation. And it was really right. fun. It actually was like super fresh. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just wanted to give you that, Dusty, because we didn't get to hear from you. And, you know, no, I appreciate the it. They, they're going to pop up, too. I had a lot of people like that was one of the questions I've got was like stories about John yeah. was one of the things that a lot of people want to know. And it's like you could have 10 episodes if, if people really got into explaining some of the stuff, you know. But well, what I loved I, the I, most that, that he covered when we were on with us the other day was I'm so glad that that went live because people got to see the side of John that we all know and no one else really did because he he was giving to the bodybuilding community so much that people didn't realize how much stuff was more important to him with his kids and coaching and yeah like it was I like that was probably the first stuff. thought I had when it uh, when it went down it was like man I'm glad that that view of John hit the air hmm. uh, you know because that gave a lot a lot of people messaged me after that came up and they were like man He's even cooler than I thought, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I had some people message me and say, hey, thanks for getting, you know, I'm so glad you guys got that fixed audio because, you know, it would have been a shame to to not get that last interview. So, yeah, for sure, man. Um, it's, uh, you know, here I am 46. I'm like, holy shit. And I'll be 46 in October, you know, like makes you think, man, you had a, you know, you had a close call this year. Jesus. Yeah, that's a, that's the awakening. You got to be thankful, right? Yeah. Now for for every so. day, and that's something I told people after right afterwards was it was another reminder. Like I feel like I'm getting smacked. I mean, obviously the whole world, but me individually, like don't forget. You, you know right. what I mean? Could could be the last yeah. day, and if yeah. you live that way every day, eventually you'll be right. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. But what, I, but we got to do uh, we got to cover the show before before uh, Scott decides he thinks he's going to bail, even though we might not let him the whole time. Um, yeah, <laughs> because man, we got some good bodybuilding going on. I was I was glued to my damn phone like a, like a, like back in the old days. I think I missed bodybuilding yes. that much. <laughs> yes, no. So it's been very exciting, and I I sort of feel like I got slapped upside the head with bodybuilding in the last two weeks. Hmm. Um, right. Because with COVID and everything shut down, I think I, I almost got kind of used to there being no shows and nothing going on. And then right. things sort I know things started up already. Like we had the Puerto Rico pro, you know, 
Um, and there was a few other things happening and NPC shows have been going on for a while and I've had clients and stuff, but it, I haven't felt like the, like the, I don't know, the excitement of, of the bodybuilding on, you know, the big league bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. And then Tampa happened and I was like, Oh fuck. Okay. And then less than, you know, a week later, two more shows go down. You got Nathan Diash in Europe fucking winning that show, beating Roly, which yep. is like a huge deal for Nathan. And then you got Ian coming in and winning Dallas. And all of a sudden, big league bodybuilding is like full fucking speed. And seeing all the guys on stage and all the new guys coming up and the classic, mm-hmm. like these classic guys coming up. Like it's yeah. it's awesome, man. The 212 has been just nuts the last two shows. Um so what? Where, who wants to start? Someone start. I think Scott, you got to dive in, man. You're you're too quiet now that you're you're forgetting your. Yeah, let's now. hear what Scott I, thinks. Let's you, hear what Scott. Okay, so on? so what here's about? the reality. I didn't I didn't watch anything with Texas. Literally, I watched. What? I didn't watch anything with Texas. Uh, I did watch the show the week before. My thought is here's what my contribution can be today. I can pull pictures up. Uh, while you guys share your thoughts here, I just grabbed a picture of Ian Valier and uh, from from Texas, and I can get anything else you guys need. But uh, yeah, I had a bunch of stuff going on this uh, this past week, and I just you know what I I didn't honestly pay that much attention to the show. I've got a couple thoughts well, on it, but I only. Well, you know, what, first okay. off, what was funny, I didn't find out until after the fact. Um, I didn't realize that anyone thought there was controversy on Ian's first win. Really? Like to me, it was so it. So when I heard people being like, Oh, redemption, I'm like, redemption. He won last time. Like, what do you mean redemption? <laughs> like, yeah. and I thought he looked fantastic. So I was stunned. I mean, truthfully, like I didn't think that he, like, I understand that at the top level, and this is where people get confused. You can always flip people around. Uh, and say, well, maybe that guy could have won. But I thought Ian won the first time. Um, and then this week, to be honest with you, now, mind you, I'm judging from my house, not from real life. Yeah. Just looking at the pictures after prejudging, um, which I've read after the fact that Ian was even better at night, uh, I actually thought Steve was going to win because he just was overwhelming. He was so big. Uh, and actually, Tommy messaged me and he goes, Steve made Ian look small. And I'm like, that's what I thought. Like Steve looked enormous on stage, but then I guess, uh, in, you know, of course I didn't voice anything cause I wasn't there and I know how that works, but I had a lot of people that were at the show. Tell me they were like, Ian came back like 10 times better at night. Like it was I, close I in had, the morning and he slammed the door at night. I had a lot of people tell me that in person, Ian was mm-hmm. harder than everybody. And in the videos, they all look very close. But um, mm-hmm. I thought Kuko or Kuklo looked yeah. enormous from the front. In the front right. shots, he's wider than everybody, and Ian's really big and wide. But but Kuklo yeah, just sure. has that that he's you know a little taller and a little wider structurally. And um, I think that that the the up close condition was the only only reason that Ian beat him. Like he out conditioned him. And then at you know, nighttime, I I he, he was super crazy, full and hard. So, but here's the thing: 
anyone that thinks there's some kind of like corruption to give Ian two wins knows nothing about the business of bodybuilding because that's not what they would want business wise. No, business wise, you'd want Kuklo in the Olympia. You'd want to sure. add a guy to the show. So to give guy a guy two wins is even more of a testament to the lack of politics in my view because if i'm promoting the olympia i fucking want steve kuklo there sure like oh, for sure. like do you want him in the show or not like yeah. do you want to keep him in the show or not like do you want like who of course you want all these fucking guys in the show so this this thing that like there's any possibility that ian's winning for any other reason like, oh the judges really like him it's like no if there was any any interest at all it would be to give kuklo a win and spread it out and get more guys into the o that's well, my particularly opinion. like especially when somebody says they really like him well, well steve is possibly one of the most likable people in the industry yeah, Steve's I mean, like one of the most popular the, the, people the, in the, the whole industry the, the when it state, comes to industry the, people. the city Dallas <laughs> showed up to support <laughs> yeah. steve at the show i mean literally i, I uh, was reading i mean he had like 80 people at the night show to watch yeah, so technically technically they did like the least popular possible thing for sure and, and it's good to see because i don't know if you guys saw the scorecard but on the scorecard it actually wasn't close ian won prejudging and the night show no kidding and he yeah. won the night show by more huh. um i think it was yeah. like uh ian had three in the morning and steve had five and that night the gap was larger than that i don't remember what it was so i don't want to say it but um yeah so it was open and shut and i mean i love that like you said that was exactly what i was just about to say ron was I love that they have the balls to do what's correct and just judge a show. You know, the only yeah. thing that I thought, um, and shoot me down if you disagree, was when Steve didn't win, because I the first picture I saw at night was that, that Ian had won. I actually thought there was a possibility that the guy who took third would have been in second because I thought he was actually harder than Steve as well. Um, so I thought it might be like condition, condition, size. Um, so, but I... You know, I guess they actually just said overall, here's what we think. So let's let's talk about that Phil guy. That's Phil, right? In third. Uh, I don't know his name, Scott's but yes. Pulling him up. <laughs> yeah. Correct, Scott. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what his last yep. name is. Yeah, Philip Clahar. Uh, Clahar. It's uh, his. Uh, if you just go on to the NPC News Online, Scott, that's where all the pictures are on Instagram. Gotcha. Um, but he looked great as well. I mean, he, he looked great the week before and even better at this show. Yeah, he looked really <laughs> good. He's not young either. No, no. He's older than me, and I'm older than dirt, so it's impressive. Yeah, this he guy looks really good. awesome. He's, he's, he's shredded, and he has an amazing back double. Like, his back double is a beauty. Um, but he's not more complete than Ian, and he's definitely no. not not bigger thicker than ian um right he's a huge guy because he's got a giant frame and he's you know a fucking top big dude but i mean on stage he's the tallest one yeah barely maybe a bit taller than than steve the side chest is killer he just looks awesome he just looks awesome but you know you got to be there like this top three i'm looking at this top three and that's like very that's deadly shot. comparison man and they could have gone they could have gone with Steve. I mean, they I think that was what was good. A, I saw a, a couple people that were there said that they said, yeah, they, they said that uh, 
any of the top three could have won, and other than fans of individuals, no one would have disagreed because right. it was just that close, you know. And I did like yeah. you know you know one reason I really like seeing Ian win was I love that he's bodybuilding, like as a fan, forget about competing. I love seeing guys that are like, I know I won a week ago. Now I want to try to win again. And he knows he's going against somebody he hasn't beaten yet. So I thought that was awesome to see. It's, it kind of reminded me of when I was coming up and guys used to do all the shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, that's, as I said, I, I sent a message to Ian and I go, I think it's a good idea that you're doing Texas. That's what Leroni would do. <laughs> and he just right. replied, he's yeah. like, fuck yeah, you know, <laughs> Well, same so, with, like, like he said, uh, he put up a post. He's like, you know, Dexter, when he won his 29th pro show, knocked me out of the Olympia two years ago. You know, yeah. or it might have been last year. Like, it was like, and, and that's, it's odd to me that people say that. Why wouldn't you give room for someone else? What? What are you talking yeah. about? Like, A, I'm competitive. B, it's my wallet. If they, you know, if they want to, if they want to win, then have them beat me. <laughs> well, plus there's there's just think of the value of the psychological game. So in Ian's head now, Kukla was six last year. Hmm. Yeah. And he just beat him. So yeah. Ian just went to Texas and he's coming home with like a nuclear weapon in his arsenal that he now fully believes and is absolutely convinced that he can beat the top six guy at the O because he just did. So now well, same thing with last year, he lost to Hunter and then he beat him at the Olympia. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone he needs but, to beat, he's been beating. <laughs> yeah. And so Ian just empowered himself with like a huge mental advantage going into the mm -hmm. show at like big risk. Like now at, at big, big risk, yeah. like that would have been yeah. at the same time, it could have been equally as devastating you know, to, to right. lose that, be like, oh, all that momentum of having won is now canceled yeah. out, you know? So that was a, it was a ballsy move, I think. So now Ian's definitely absolutely thinking, well, there's no reason I'm not first call out if I can beat Kuklo. So, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens now. <laughs> I would, I would love That's, to see, you know what I'm loving the most about it guys is uh, the changing of the guard is taking place while we're here. Like, same with the 212. I mean, the new guys are passing the old guys. Hmm. Yeah. You know, hey, let's, I, I let's love, talk I about love seeing let's, that. Let's talk about Guy Cisternino doing his last show. Mm. So if you're going to talk mm -hmm. about changing in the guard, I, I sent Guy a message, just, you know, congratulated him and said, man, you know, a lot of respect for what you did. And I hope that, you know, everything's going great. And uh, uh, what do you think? It was, it was amazing to see, you know, Guy. He looked fantastic at his last show, which was fucking good to see. And um, I heard his speech and, you know, a lot of respect for him. What, what I think is great about Guy is he doesn't um, – Guy has probably the one of the biggest followings in the sport. Like like literally the amount of people that, uh, that are just huge fans and would come out to shows just to see him compete were through the roof. And, and like you said, I like that he, that he went out um, looking great. Like he, he, he left bodybuilding. Bodybuilding didn't make him leave. You know what I mean, and I understand he's not hasn't made the top uh, you know top uh, call out in the last two shows, but he just got second two months ago or whatever it was, you know. So I, I love that, and then the fact that he bounced back. I mean, after he got sick a couple of years ago, like I really thought that was the end. 
I mean, he had muscles that weren't growing anymore. He looks he looks the biggest I've ever seen him here, that's for sure. Yeah, he's uh seven pro wins, right? Seven or eight and uh seven Olympias. Seven pro wins. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm looking forward to the next bro chat because <laughs> uh with Ian, Nathan, and Guy all having huge weekends, I think that's going to be one that I'm going to watch because I don't get to watch oh. many podcasts, but that'll be a good one. Do you guys remember so, um, back when uh, he was on the RX Muscle, like when he was a middleweight, and and Dave yeah. was working with him, and I believe he was working with Evan at the time, possibly, yep. and uh, they were doing like videos, like they they like Guy was with his dad. Uh, in their garage butchering deer and stuff like that. And he was just all legs. Like, he didn't have yeah. an upper body. He had great legs, but he, like, did not have an upper body. He was a legit middleweight bodybuilder. And then to see what he's been able to do since then. He's one of those people, I feel like, I mean, he turned, he, he was a middleweight when he turned pro, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm not I think sure. So. But he's one of those people that, like, you could say, Oh well, your career is over now. You know, you turned sure. pro. That's yeah. great. You know, now you're done. It's he really had done so much since then. I don't I think remember, anybody was going to say give... he's going to make seven Olympias <laughs> when he turned pro. Yeah, yeah. I got to I got to give guy credit too because there were a few times where I saw a guy after he'd been like injured and stuff. Like I saw him in Australia mm -hmm. once, and he was super small. Like he was like. He wasn't competing. He was just there for the booth, right? But he had just mm -hmm. had like his shoulder done or something like that. Like it was like huge. He hadn't trained at all. But he didn't seem to give a fuck. Like he was just like, oh, right. cool. Like he was walking around the expo. He's like, hey, you know, he's at the booth talking to fans. And he's like, and, and I, I always admired that when a guy can like, you know how the industry is. A lot of people don't want to be seen unless they're at their best or whatever. But guy didn't give a shit. He just... We wanted to see the fans and do his thing. And then, like, I think the next year he showed up and, like, he was back and he competed, you know, <laughs> right in the 212. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, like he knows he knows what he's capable of and he always knew. And, you know, it was just good to see him doing so great. So, yeah, no, it was, yeah. It was definitely great. Scene. And I loved his, I, I did like his speech on the way out. I thought, very, very guy. Um, and he actually just, I mean, I have to add this. He's one of the people who, um, who reached out and like really checked in multiple times on me uh, when I was kind of just getting back home. It was cool because it's not like we talk on the regular um, or anything like that. It's just it was an extra thing to reach out and check in. And I thought that was really cool, too, because I always factor in how busy people are when they do anything for you. You're like, wow. All right. You know, you have yeah. time to do that. So an impressive uh, career on all levels, if you ask me, as far as being a true what? professional. What what do you think of Roly beaten or Roly being beaten by Nathan? I love it. I love Nathan anyways because he's one of my favorite people in the sport. But uh, <laughs> I just love Nathan in general. But I I, I think his physique, and I, I know this sounds terrible. I don't know how people expect him to do anything but win. Like it blows my mind when people don't assume that he's going to be one or two in every show he does. I mean, he comes in on every time, and he's one of those people that looks really really big on stage i mean no matter who he's standing next to he can hold his own like you know sometimes you, you'll see somebody and you're like yeah but they haven't stood next to anybody yet i've never seen nathan or i've never seen him look small ever no matter who he's standing next to because his structure is so good 
Um, you know, he yeah. trains his ass off. And then I just respect him as a human because he's just he's kind of a throwback old school person. You know, I mean, I think sometimes it rubs people the wrong way, but that's what I love about him. He, if you lived in the U.S., I'd be like, oh, so you're from New York, huh? I mean, it would just by default, I would assume that. <laughs> <laughs> he's yes, he's soft, the soft gloves, right? Yes, I, I love the fact that he would punch you in the face if you said something out of line. That's a that to me is is what a man's supposed to be, and somehow that got lost. Well, I, <laughs> so, but yeah, his physique I, uh, was nuts, man. He he came back, and I felt like it was pretty decisive. Looking at pictures, I was like, oh, he came destroyed and walked out, <laughs> just like so he now, said he would. By the way, which I also love is he said that from the day he said he was doing that show, he's like, I'll win. Yeah, like. It yep. wasn't a so question. Now, Is he doing the Arnold? Oh, I don't know. If he's doing the Arnold, uh, I have a hard time. I think he could win. I hope he's doing the Arnold. <laughs> right. I would love to see I mean, that. shit. Well, you know, he should let someone else qualify for the Olympia. Yeah, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> be nice. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be cool. Him and Hollingshead now from England. Yep. Both Neo. Don't you, don't you think it's funny that because, uh, James qualified last year, like people are forgetting to talk about him while he's just yeah. been working away and getting better and better and better out in the middle of no, I mean, it, it's, I know he's public and he puts his pictures up all the time, but it's as close as you'll ever get to like the Dorian feel like people are forgetting. I'm like, uh, this is one of the best of the best that never misses. He's gonna be in the mix yeah. of Olympia. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Now uh Hollingshead at his best and Nathan at his best, who places higher at the O. Ooh. That's actually tough. That that I mean, and, and I'm I, I always answer these because I think you have no balls if you won't. Um <laughs> but here, here's here's the thing. Um I think that Hollingshead is so dense and thick, but then on the flip, you've got Nathan's, it's uh, structure is flawless. I would, here's what I'll say, Hollingshead is my preferred physique and I think Nathan would win. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. interesting. <laughs> I, I just, I, I think I identify by default with dudes who just look crazy and he's possibly, him here or Akeem are the, the strongest people on the planet, probably. I mean, his body. Looks. Yeah. So <laughs> one thing too is uh, one thing that makes the question very difficult is the best that we've seen of Hollingshead was a year ago. And the best okay. that we've seen was a day ago. Mm. So, so it's hard. To, like, who knows what's James been doing? Let's see what this looks well, like. James always <laughs> looks great on his pictures, but. Uh, you don't realize until you see him on stage next to other people how good it is. You hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I can post up pictures in shape on my, by myself and look pretty good. It all goes sideways yeah. once I'm standing next to good bodybuilders. I can guarantee, <laughs> I can guarantee you one thing. James has not been sleeping. You know what I mean? Oh, like, God, no. He's only getting better. Uh, we haven't seen him yet, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with James on this one. And that's kind of that's I'm influenced because I like him. I like his physique. Right. I like his attitude. I could identify more with him too. But right. if I had to pick, I I would hope. I'll put it that way. I would hope it would be James. I I would hope that he. I I feel like he could outmuscle uh, Diasha as well. I just I do. And he's got like he has black guy muscle. You realize? Oh that. yeah. He, 
He has that round, freaky muscle. So the one thing Hollings head has has it's it's very rare. Not very many guys have it, and it's not just because of the accent or the pale skin. <laughs> but Hollingshead has the Dorian factor. Yeah, he has it. It's in his physique. Uh-huh. It's in his front double bicep. Yeah, it's in his legs. It's through his back. His thickness. It's in his traps. When you see a picture of him from like here up, it's mm-hmm. like there's a Dorian factor there. You know that picture of Dorian where he's famous pitcher he's just he's just standing in his in his underwear even but he's just kind of like almost reaching up a little bit and his trap is yeah, like yeah, no, exactly. it's this old yeah. famous pitcher and he's kind of like got a snarl on his face it's like a casual pitcher he's not posing it's like he just like went to move his fucking pants or something and and uh i saw a funny picture of james like just randomly where it was like on instagram he was kind of like it looked like he was reaching and his trap was like shrugged up Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, it looks like a square brick inserted under the skin. And that's the Dorian factor in that, that certain body part, you know? And um, you know what's great about yeah, both of them? There's, something, there, they, there's um, something about that physique that is a little bit different. It's so freaky. I think what I love about both of those guys, though, is they both have hit. James didn't get this until after Luke had passed, but they both know they can beat anyone. Yeah. Like, I love that. Like, they know that. And that's, you can't, listen, a lot of people will say that they, oh, I, I can win. There's difference when you know, like, you know, for, for both of them. So it'll be really cool to see. And, and I'm sure there's uh, a ton of mutual respect because they are both in those ways. Don't get me wrong. A lot of ways are nothing alike. But when it comes to bodybuilding and, and believing themselves, I think they're pretty, pretty evenly matched. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah I'm excited to see it, man. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's awesome to you know see all these guys headed to the O. So you know, it's it's just it's, good uh, to talk maybe... about it again. Remember, if there was a couple of years where no one, I remember when Phil was in his reign, I barely paid attention. I was just I think <laughs> that there was no. It just lost, I guess, because I was you know baptized in the '90s, and then there was that phase in the middle where it was just like eh. And now it's exciting for me again. It probably has more to do with me than them, but like I love watching as a fan and just saying like, you come into shows like you said. I mean, we none of us can just blatantly go, "Oh, that guy will win." Out of those two, like there's yeah, a lot very of those. Exciting. You know, yeah. I think if Ian and Steve were to do ten shows, it would probably go five five. I mean, they're they're evenly matched in so many ways, you know, and that's fun yeah. to have the sport back to that point. I mean. You know, and which, which I, mind and you, I, before we before we switch too many subjects, I, I have to touch this. Did you guys see uh, uh, um, the pictures from the guest posing that um, Lunsford did? Oh, we talked about it last week. The fucking guest posing, the video. Yeah. I feel like he made. I feel like he 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 made what I said come true. Uh, all at once when I saw those guests posing that video, I was like, oh, and that's what I said would happen when he got to Hani. <laughs> Jose Jose said, I don't see why he doesn't just drop water and go to Texas. <laughs> that's I don't even disagree. Right? I mean, he was literally, I'm like, oh, so that's what it looks like to be 5'6 and 340. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what we were saying. We were saying like, like from that video the look like his back yeah like look at that the back double 
I yeah. I have a really, really hard time believing he can be 212 in any reasonable right. situation. It doesn't yeah. even make sense. Hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, like if he goes to the Olympia 212 this year and he doesn't have the wow factor, then he that is to the, the absolute <laughs> final useless attempt to go down to 212 for this guy. Yep. It has to be because that physique is nuts, is absolutely nuts. So when you, we've all seen him in person. So it's like, it's not a factor where I think he would, he'd end up looking smaller. I think he can win in the open as well, like easily. So that's the thing. It's fucking crazy. Like, you know, what's he weigh there? 230, 235. Like that's unreal. How tall is he? I don't actually know the answer to that, but I would guess five six five seven. Yeah, that's what I figured, but it just well, doesn't add up. It doesn't add up, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it doesn't add up. He can't be any taller right. than that and make two twelve. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, yeah. and kind of. I just think it's cool that somehow he has he stands up with no bones because he can't have bones or he would weigh more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the back the back double bicep was awesome. Like, yeah, it was just, it was that like completely lights out back double where you're like, oh yeah, that's just like no one else going to be able to, it's going to be very tough to stand next to in the 212. Jesus. I hope that he brings it because I've always liked him and I all, and I, and I mean, I always felt like, okay, I love loyalty, but it's time to realize that what you and your coach are putting together isn't working because you're falling short of what you have. You know what I'm saying? Like, a yeah. guy like me, you know, could never even dream of, of being off and, and not make dead last. And this guy's getting like third and fourth when he's off. And I'm like, well, if he's on, I, I really do believe if, like you said, he doesn't lose the wow factor coming down, then in my opinion, he's not beatable. Like, yeah, there's, there's just too much. That, um, that does not look real. Yeah, no, it does. that's what I it love. Looks- if you look at that and you're like, that's shopped. Like, yeah, no, it's not. You know? <laughs> so. Someone asked me the other day, they said, do you think that Chris Bumstead, Rami, and Sean Clarita will all repeat this year? Hmm. And it's a great question. And I said, my answer was that they definitely are all defending champions that I would favor to win. Hmm. Right. But they all have serious challenges coming their way this year and they're all spot they're all smart enough to know that so i expect an even i expect a better bumstead a better clarita Hmm. which is like a nuts thing like a few more pounds of muscle maybe he's fucking two pounds heavier and i expect a better rammy like a much harder from the back more impossible to beat rammy so since I expect them all to improve, I also expect them all to win if I had to put money on right. them. Because if they all improve, right. they all should win. Right. So, but that's just, you know, kind of the statistical laws of the universe, right? Like on average, if the champion gets better, he probably won't get beat. But yeah, you've got, no one you've got Lunsford's, like you've got this this physique this who's this uh new physique guy that just won both shows too didn't he um uh, he's not new but he took off for three years 
Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, and he put on twenty pounds yeah. of muscle. What's his name? Uh, I don't, I don't know, and I should because he's from Arizona. Uh, <laughs> but, but I just actually read the the story myself because I didn't know who it was uh, either. Um, give me ten seconds, and I can tell you. Da, da, da. Yeah, I was just like on his Instagram for was like a half. Robert Tims. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, he looked wacky. Mr. The Mr. Only Classic thing, physique. Yep. Yeah, that's right. He he looked absolutely nuts. The the only thing I can say that that is uh, is yet to be seen is one of those situations where um, here's what, here's going to be my argument. He he beat Logan by a point to win this show, yeah. and, and and I say this respect because I, I love Logan, but uh, Logan's nowhere near Bumstead. No, 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 no. But there's <laughs> so that's my yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like when I look, I, I feel like if here's what I will say: if I was going to put money on one person, I would just shy of guarantee winning. It would be Bumstead because yes. he was so far ahead of it. Like last year, I remember seeing him alone first, and I go, "It's done." Like it reminded me of yeah. Jay in 2009. Like I don't need to see anybody else. You're not yeah. being that. <laughs> also, too. Also, too. I I got to talk to Chris quite a bit because he was out here for like several weeks training at the gym, right, with the mm-hmm. royal family. And, right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And uh, just hearing him talk about prep and the Olympia this year, like the thing that's that people you know probably get with Chris, but he seems so ridiculously calm and confident Mm -hmm. and absolutely believes in everything he's doing and planning 1000%. Like he's, he's like in his head, it's done deal. You know, like there's no one's going to beat him. How can they beat him? He's in control of everything. That's how he thinks. And he's going to, like you you said, he's going to improve. Yeah, from I, that, which know. seems impossible, <laughs> and the fact, and the fact, also the fact that his coach literally sees him like fucking daily is yeah, like you know. I can think of one problem. So, I can think of one problem for him. Ah, Terrence yeah, Ruffin. I now I hadn't thought about this, and and honestly, one of the the reason I hadn't been in focusing on bodybuilding this past week. I was honestly kind of still shell-shocked with everything with John. And I kind of right. just, like, I didn't look at any of the posts, anything like that. I haven't. Scott Stevenson made what looked to be a very touching post. I know Sean Clarita did. Like, I literally haven't watched any of that yet. And I didn't. That's the reason I didn't plug into bodybuilding this past week. I just stopped to think about it now. Uh, Terrence has made such fantastic improvement. And I know he trains with Joe Bennett, but John was his coach. And John had done so much work with him. Uh, you know, he he pushed up to second, you know, this past year yeah. at the Olympia. Yep. And he shocked a ton of people. And to me, I feel like he's he's still rising. He's only getting right. better. Um, you know, I, I got to, you know, you know what the relationship is like between your coach and athlete. So, uh I, I'm sure that this has been, you know, exceptionally difficult for him given his relationship with John. I don't know what he's going to do moving forward this year 
So I don't know how that yeah. will affect him, but, uh, and I hate to talk about it in that way. Like, how does this affect your physique type thing? But, but there is that reality to it too. Uh, but he's, he's my favorite personally. And it made my day to see him take second last year and push in, uh, yeah. You know, and I like I said, man, I feel like he's got some he's got well, potential, a lot of potential left to, to improve. I want some challenges. I don't like yeah. I don't want to see. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I have reasons for not wanting to see anyone win easy. You know, sure. Like right. we all love seeing the crush. Like everyone loves seeing Dorian come out in 93 and not even do a call out in the symmetry <laughs> throat, or whatever or 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 Jay just like walk on stage and go like this. And everyone goes, yep. Yeah. And like yeah, everyone you know. <laughs> loves that. Everyone loves that. But I also love when they got to do the top two call out at the end and it's not just for show. Yeah. And the right. crowd goes fucking nuts. And you're still not sure who's going to win. And uh-huh. everyone leaves the morning show going, holy fuck. You know, I, that's, that's the best. And I hope someone shows up and pushes Chris and makes him earn it. And obviously, I want to see Bumstead win. And uh, right. <laughs> uh, I hope I hope someone shows up and pushes Clarita and makes every rep and every set that he did this year fucking worth it. And right. uh, but I'd love to see Sean repeat, you know. And who mm-hmm. doesn't want to see Rami actually fulfill his potential? Yeah. Who yeah. doesn't want to see? Who doesn't want to see him as hard as Ronnie from the back? Out of the three people you mentioned, uh, Chris. Sean and in Big Rami, I feel like Rami has the most room for improvement based off of last year. For sure. Pure conditioning. He's got so much farther he can go. So much farther he can go. Like, yeah, the glutes are striated and he's Mr. Olympia, but he can be harder. Like, we know that. We all know that look, yeah. like that next level look. He's 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 winning the O in great condition, but it's not the best we've ever seen. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, not even close. If, yeah, like Ronnie. Ronnie was winning the Olympia with the best condition in the world, right? Yeah, and the not biggest. Only am I, <laughs> I'm the biggest and the hardest. Yeah, everyone's fucked. Yeah, and Dorian did the same thing. I'm the biggest and the hardest. Everyone's fucked. And Rami's like, I'm the biggest and my glutes are ripped enough yeah. to win. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right? It's true. Oh, very true. Very true. Uh, I, it's funny. So, I don't know if you guys saw, but on uh, on Jay's birthday, Fuad put up a clip from, um, or a couple of them, but he, he threw up a clip from uh, when they did their interview. And he, he asked Jay about 2003 with Ronnie. And it was so great because Jay was like, yeah, he goes, at that point, I had won everything that year. I'd won the Arnold. I'd won the Ironman. I was the biggest thing in bodybuilding. And I was coming back. Jay. Yeah. And he was like, and he goes, and I knew I could win. And he goes, and he goes, you know, and I'm back. He goes, then I saw Ronnie backstage. I thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he knew he lost backstage because he showed up yeah. like that. I mean, that's the that's the thing I'd like to see from Ronnie. Or I mean, from from Rami, because it was that was exciting as a fan. Because remember, Ronnie had kind of squeaked two wins in a row because he, I don't care what anybody says, he shouldn't have lost to Jay uh, for sure in 01. Uh, or he shouldn't have beat Jay in 01. And then in two, it was Lavroni that pushed him. So I remember like sitting there in the sixth row at the uh, 2003 pre-judging. And when Ronnie came out, the guy in front of me just started laughing. 
because your brain yeah. didn't know what to do with it. You were like, yeah. Huh? And remember, remember 2002, remember right after the Olympia, Gunter beat him at the show of strength. Hmm. Yeah. And that was that huge loss that Ronnie had to Gunter. And, and so coming into 03, it, the, everyone was like, this is wide open. Yeah. And, and Jay, Chad, Jay had been Chad winning everything no. in sight. <laughs> yeah. No, I just yeah. remember too. I don't know. Did you go to prejudging either of you guys for that? Oh, I saw the, the whole O three 3 year. Yeah. The whole O three. 3 Like show Ronnie used crazy. to, it was funny because a lot of people don't realize like Ronnie was loud on stage. Like he would yeah. yell and Ooh. shit while he was posing. And it was so yeah. funny because uh, they called the rear lat spread and he opened up and so did everybody else. And they all looked about the same. And then Ronnie said something like, uh-uh. And then opened again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally oh, Ronnie. <laughs> I, I loved when when uh, when they were doing the individuals. Ronnie was on stage by himself, and Wayne Demilia was calling the poses back then, right? And he had that unmistakable voice, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Back double bice, turn to the rear, back double bicep, yeah. you know. And Ronnie turns around and stands there, and then he starts marching on the spot and mm -hmm. flexing his glutes. Boom! Boom! <laughs> boom. He just stands there, and then he puts a leg back, slam, and then sets it up and hits it, and then the whole crowd just goes, <laughs> like it was funny. And then he goes rear lat spread. Ronnie starts marching again, flex, 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 just crunching his glutes. And it was just yeah. like so, so awesome. He just he knew it was just over. Like, and my, my buddy, John Davey was in the show. That's why I was there. Cause I was like cheering on yeah. John. Right. And John said he, he got this kind of room where it was him, Claude Gruel. Do you remember Claude Gruel? The yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and Ronnie came in and put his bag in that room hmm. and, uh, and took his jacket off, still has pants on. He just took his jacket off and he said, everyone just started shaking his hand and congratulating him. Oh my gosh. They're like, oh, way to way win the show already. Yeah. yeah, he said Ronnie was walking around with his just his pants on. People shaking mm -hmm. his hand. Congrats, congrats, man. Congrats. That's crazy. It's like nine know. in the morning. Nine in the morning. Congrats. <laughs> show ended at ten p.m. <laughs> Actually, it ended at nine a.m. We just didn't know yet. We weren't there. It was over at nine a.m. Man, it was over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. We got. We're gonna do questions now. We gotta do questions. You want me to do yes. a still hang out here? Or you guys want to take this? You tell You're me, Ron. What are you gonna do? <laughs> hang, hang, hang All right. on. All right, I'm here. Because then, well, you can't leave now. Because then, if you leave, then the comments are gonna be like, "Why they kick him off?" <laughs> I feel like they We're people get he was enough. Out answer us. Yeah, he's gonna out answer us. As people why. get a lot of me though, so I don't want to overstop. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know that's Not fine. Uh, you know you can. Hey, if you want, you can just make your window like a little narrower. Yeah. So <laughs> I was gonna try to like lean in, get the shoulder. Just, I'm trying to hang with. I'm trying to hang with two pros here. Me and Dusty, me and Dusty, a little more shoulder, and then just like maybe the a fifth, a fifth of the screen. <laughs> My shoulders are finally coming back. I'm very excited. What do you What do you weigh in now, Dusty? Uh, I was heavier than me. Seven in the morning. Tweety yeah, heavier than you now. Tweety seven. Yeah. So you're just about back there. No. then. I'm sorry, I lied. I was two seventy-seven. I was like, "Wait, that's oh, okay." No, because I've gained almost fifty back. Nice. So, yeah, that was that was a good sign. It was funny because I haven't been checking, but actually, what happened was I, I just I had my shirt off and I went in the bathroom in the morning and I looked. And I didn't hate it for the first time in three months. And I was yeah. like, oh, I wonder what I weigh." So I just turned around, stepped on the scale. And I was like, 
Oh, that's why I put on 50 pounds. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. And it's funny because if, you know, uh, because I finally liked the look again, um, I started bringing in, uh, all the extras. I'm like, Oh, fine. So, uh, I actually, I'm going to put it up today, but, um, transcend sent me a bunch of different, uh, products I've never used. So I started those on Monday. I'm like, all right, we'll get to 300 soon then. Ron, what's nice? (laughs) I'm looking at a picture of Ron right now. What is this? Yeah. So I, I sent it to dusty. I actually meant, meant to send it to both you guys, but I put it on the wrong chat. So I sent it to Scott, but that's me yesterday at 250. You're kidding me. No, can I put this up there? Yes. Oh yeah. I, 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 I thought it had to be on your laptop, but whatever. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's Look at that! That's, a, that's that's biking now. Yeah, I'm about two fifty in the morning. I was two forty eight this morning. I wouldn't have guessed so. you were that lean right now. Yeah. Do like, all flatlanders look like that? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll tell you what I've 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 been riding like I've been riding quite a bit, and it's it burns a lot of calories. I'm be, I'm sneaking in more cheat meals than mm. than I ever thought I would be able to sneak in. Like I had you five guys yesterday. your had, abs for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. And that's no filter. That's just, that's no filter. That's just a timer app in my office. So I didn't doctor that at all. I just zoomed in a bit and screenshotted it. So it's even worse quality. But um, yeah, I just, I've been riding so much. Like I had five guys yesterday and uh, woke up this morning, two pounds down from what I was yesterday morning. So it's nice. kind of funny. Burning calories like crazy. So, uh, it's it's okay. funny that you said that. So you 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 guys are going to do this right now because it was a question. Why does that happen? I literally had that. I don't even know where it is because I read it this morning. But that was a question someone had: is they'll throw up that they had a cheat meal, and then the next day they'll show their weight is down. What is that? So for some people, that's just that the fat and carbs or whatever actually cleared out their guts. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I've had lots of girls that are like having digestive issues or something and then they'll have like a nice big carb meal or or something and they'll take like a huge dump and then they'll pee a whole bunch because if your intestines are backed up you don't manage water so you're going to be holding water as well so they take a huge dump and then piss fucking 10 times at night yeah and then all of a sudden the next morning they're like oh i'm down three pounds and it's like you're not leaner you're just you were kind of fucked up with all the veggies you were eating and everything so that can happen to people Sorry, so they were more full of shit than usual. Um, more full of shit than usual. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm it's funny because I literally I don't even know where that question is, but I read it this morning. I was just scanning the questions. I'm like, oh, perfect timing. The slide over because a lot of times I've had athletes do that where they'll ask me like, well, shouldn't I have more of those meals then? I'm like, that's it doesn't work that way. It's not what happens. <laughs> you want to do it three days in a row so I can show you what'll really happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, also too, it can, it can just trigger, like it can trigger a really great, um, like if you have a cheat meal, it can trigger a real great thermogenic effect where you actually throwing off calories like crazy. And, and, you know, I've like, we've all had those nights where we're dieting hard. We have a high carb day or something and we sweat the bed that night Yeah, and get up and piss 10 times because our body's processing all this food and, and we piss a whole bunch and sweat a whole bunch. And then of course you can be like a little light in the morning. So you feel like, Oh, that meal didn't even hit me. But that's not always how I always considered uh, the high days when Chris would give them double-edged swords because I knew if I got that on a Friday, then Saturday was going to suck because I was going to be starving all day. 
Yeah. It, like it threw everything through the roof. So no matter what I ate the next day, I was dying. I'm like, Some, oh, don't sometimes give me too, the, the, <laughs> the, the weight gain on the scale is actually like the next morning. So like you, let's say you're right. 250, you have your cheat meal. The next morning you're 250 again. You're like, oh, it didn't hit me. And then the next day you're 252. Hmm. Right. And you're like, oh, it just sometimes that's what happens too. It just takes a while to like accumulate, you know? So, okay. Let's do some questions, Dusty. I've got, I've got a ton. So uh, you, you got to grab another one. Oh, no, no. We're doing yours. Oh, you don't have any. Shit, I got a ton. Perfect. I have, okay. Here's I one for both topics. of you guys that you'll love. Uh, feel completely burnt out. No desire to train. First time I felt like this, what should I do? Take a week off and do something that'll like take your mind off things or de-stress somehow. Sometimes that's the combination of what it is. It's like, this needs to take a week off and he'll probably miss the gym in three days. Right. And want to train again. But if you're in, it, like, there's other things you can do. You can change your program up. You can do all sorts of things to make working out fun. You can go train at a different gym. You can go train with a friend. Like, hey, I haven't seen my buddy for a while. Maybe we'll do arms or something. Like, who knows? Like, people should do more of that. It's fun. Um, and enjoy their training. So maybe there's something that you can do to just have fun. Just there's nothing fucking wrong with that. Um, but if you're truly burned out, then probably time for a week off. Because I know some people, there's some people that don't even take days off because they're in this day, no days off thing, which hmm. obviously we preach against because yeah. it actually <laughs> causes issues like this. Um, so yeah, there's all sorts of things you can do, but maybe a week off is due. I feel like people, uh, people get us. And I think I felt this way even years ago. You, if, when you reach that phase, you almost don't want to admit it because you would feel guilty for not wanting to train right. and be like, mm -hmm. so you just try to keep force, you know, like we do with everything in bodybuilding, just continue banging your head against the wall and forcing it because it eventually is going to work. But then you just get burnt out more instead of recognizing just like if your strength was to go down, you know, or just like if you're to tweak something because you've been in the gym, to, it's the same thing. It's just, yeah. it's, it's in my opinion, that's biofeedback, you know, it's just yeah. another form of feedback. Your body telling you like, Hey, maybe I need an extra day. You like, like with progress, we know we're talking progressive overload. I'll get anxiety about uh, maintaining my strength about knowing like, okay, next time I have to do better than that. And it's a great challenge up to a point, but then at a, at a certain point it starts becoming anxiety. And that's when I know like, Hey, maybe I need to back off just a little bit here so that it becomes fun again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the magic, what you guys both said, which is simple. If you're somebody who loves doing this and anything about the gym is less than, fuck yeah, I get to go do this. It's time for time off. Cause there's literally, it's, it's, I've realized, especially after being sick, like there's pretty much nothing I would rather do than go train. So if there's ever a point where I'm not excited to drive to the gym, I'd be like time for a break. Even if strength was high, even if things were still rolling, I would be like, wait a minute, I'm not excited to go do what I love doing. Take a break. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that and breaks are the things that, that all of us looking back and probably say, man, we could have taken more of those earlier in our career. Right. Yeah, and it's the same as diet, like, you know, the, the old saying, uh, diet only works if it's sustainable, right? Right. So, you know, long term, like, you can only stick to a diet 
if it's sustainable and you can't stick to unsustainable diets for very long. That's why when we go hard for the last few weeks of a contest, I mean, we know it's only a few weeks, so we can do it, but you couldn't do it if it was just infinite. And the same goes for training programs. Like we just like work out every day. It's like, well, how long does that go on before you start not wanting to train? And that's a huge problem. And that's something that I think I did really well at managing because I wanted to train all the time. Taking weeks off was very hard for me. It was always a physical rest thing, rarely, rarely a mental rest thing. And I think that's because I, I just always found a way to enjoy my training so much and also manage my recovery well enough that I always wanted to train. So weeks off were always a strategy thing, not necessarily a uh, mental emergency thing. Right. I think it's one of the, like looking back and I've, and I've, I can tell you, I've never been able to match it again, but, um, I had a, I, when I won the 2008, uh, whatever the fuck show it was border States, I had a hernia when I won, I actually had three. So after the show, I had to get them all repaired. And back then oh, hernias yeah. were a big pain in the ass. Like yeah, I was yeah. out of the gym for 12 weeks Whew. and, uh, I literally, and I don't have any discipline if I'm not training, I ate bad food, got fat and small. Um, but going into the surgery, the best I'd ever been was 286, heavy off season, but 286. Uh, I couldn't get past it. I shrunk down to 250 something in fat. Uh, 12 weeks after the surgery, I was 293. And I remember thinking, hmm. I needed that time off because all the little injuries and nicks and pains were all also gone hmm. when I went back in. And all of a sudden, I could just train. And that was one of those things I used to always say, and this is since 2008, so we can all say I'm full of shit. I was like, I'll do that every year. I'm going to start taking eight weeks off, and I'd make it like a week. <laughs> I remember one year I told Chris, I said, hey, I'm not going to train for three weeks. I'm going to let my body rest and just stay out of the gym. And I, I know you're not. like seven days in, I'm, I'm texting Chris. I'm like, dude, I'm going crazy. And he, he literally responded back to me. He goes, well, this isn't good for you anymore. Go to the gym. Like, that was his answer. And I was like, yeah, it's so obvious. That's true. This is not helping me. This is hurting me. All right, here's one. Uh, Scott, I want to get you to lead off on this one because I thought it was uh -oh. uh, good. Um, but I just want to get your 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 versions. I know the answer. But uh, guy says judges always said I need more size. I've turned to GH. What dosage is good? I'm not asking you to answer the dosage question. Uh... I'm, I'm, I'm more saying get into the point of if size is the answer. Did yeah, the right thing. No, I, I, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think, um, I remember it was like a decade ago. The answer was as much GH as you can afford, and everybody was doing like on the boards. The guys who were pushing it hard were doing like ten, the ten unit vials of the generics. You know, right? Mm -hmm. It was still a lot of money. You know, you were especially at ten units a day. I think now, uh, the I think the most I've heard somebody experimenting with with that was that was dave crossland that i do a podcast with mm -hmm. he took the money he made from his under construction the film documentary and he invested it all in growth farm grade growth and he was running 25 units a day and he said he got he got nothing from it basically he said he like volumized he got really sleepy and he got nothing from it um i'd say i think in my experience i'd run like seven units at one time mm -hmm. i don't i didn't see any difference than running four units or honestly than running like two units of some really good growth so i'll say that i think that it i think nowadays we're really 
we've really caught on. Like we used to think that that was going to be the answer that you had to run high amounts of growth. In fact, I think Jay Cutler was the one who even said that at one point that like run as much growth as you can afford. But right. I, I, I think that as you guys would preach, it's going to be the training and the nutrition to get you there. And then the drugs, yeah. you know, then the steroids. My, my experience with growth hormone was pretty much only during contest prep. I only used GH in the off season once and I was only using three IUs of Omnitropin, the real mm -hmm. farm Omni. And yeah. I had, well, three to four IUs a day of Omni. And I ran that for like the whole pretty much 10 months. And so I didn't take a lot, but I just took a bit of good stuff all year. That's good. And, and it, it, I wasn't like, I didn't, wasn't radically bigger or anything. I just thought I had a great year. It was like very subtle and, I had a, a, I remember looking at some of my photos and I was like, okay, I looked, I looked great at a fairly heavy body weight. Like I was definitely full and the diet went really well, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like people think they're going to put on 20 pounds of muscle and it's the next level. And they're going to look like the big guys in the gym because that's growth hormone. I, that's exactly a fallacy to me. What's yeah. your take dusty? But you guys nailed it. That's why I wanted to kind of just hand it to you because Growth to me was a pre-contest thing, and I will say the only thing that I would tell, and the highest I've ever been is eight I use, um, and now four is all I ever would do. Um, but what I notice is I look more round. That's it. Hmm. And that's right. if you're in shape, as you can see it. So yeah, I would I did that. Be like, yeah, I could see that I'm, I'm, I could see that I'm more round looking. You know what I mean? And that's it. Like, so I, I, I and I'm going to answer this on my page as well, just in case he doesn't watch the show. But it's like. This is not some anti-drug thing. It's it's truly like there's nothing wrong. Growth is. I think everyone should take growth. I think it's great for you. I think it's the fountain of youth in a lot of ways. So don't think I'm shooting on growth. What I'm saying is, I wish it was named something else because that's not what it's going to do for you. Hmm. Right. That's funny. Yeah. It's the name. The name deceives people. Why tell um, people if if it wasn't called growth hormone, everyone would use it because people would right. understand that's not. That's not the biggest asset. I have like, more female clients for skin, hair, and nails, and rejuvenation. Exactly why I have yeah. them take it, and they get it from their doctors, and they're good to go. But so yeah, not I, magic for I, guys. I use generics back when, like you know, we we used to do that, right? <laughs> Which I don't do anymore. But um, <laughs> and I did the whole like, okay, four IU a day for this prep. Okay, next prep I'm going to do six. Okay, next prep it's fucking ten. Okay, right. I'm just going to run 10 the whole fucking prep, five, five in the morning, five at night. I didn't really notice a difference. That's what I'm saying. got high. Yeah, yeah it that's was, what I'm saying. It was, there was like an effect and a look that was, you know, like you're on low carbs and you're still really vascular. Yeah, yeah. Like there's that sort of effect, like, because I would get crazy veiny. Like I remember at nighttime when I was like shredded and also juiced up, like I'm lean now, but like, you know. Big, You're still freaking vascular. I was, was going to say, please put that picture up <laughs> yeah, right now. Right? Not taking growth. <laughs> like, I was veiny, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, but like, on, yeah, stop, but you know just you know, with, with, with all the with all the size pushing out, the veins just look crazier, and and they're all over the legs. It's just nasty, and you're like, Jesus, I'm on 50 carbs today. Where's all this fullness coming from? Yeah. Right. So there's some something that happens with it like that, but it's not a muscle tissue grow machine. It's not. It's not. It's not going to make you Captain America. I think growth <laughs> and insulin are the two drugs that people really overstate.
and I know insulin's not a drug, so I should watch that, but you know what I'm saying? Two enhancers that people really think like, well, once I do that, it's going to be game over. I'm like, yeah, yeah. For your wallet, maybe. Very, very um, disappointing usually for most people. <laughs> so here's another one. And I love, dude, I got a great bodybuilding questions this time. Do you guys believe in growing into a weight, i.e. going up 40 pounds and holding that for six or eight months? Hmm. Um, so kind of, yeah. Like, I mean, it, these questions are all in how they're worded and, and, and yeah. that sort of stuff. We have to take it. But how yeah, we like, yeah. Yeah. So I always said like the longer you can hold a body weight, the more it cements in and more permanent it becomes. Agreed. So like if you like push your off season up and you hit, you know, say 275 for a day, well, a week into your diet, you're going to be 260. Right. Like that's all McDonald's and fucking water, right? But if you push up and you get to 275 and you hold it for like three, four months, that's different. When you start your diet now, you're going to be like after your first week, maybe you're 270. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there, there's something to that. Obviously, you know, drugs are involved. Crazy training is involved. Not missing meals is involved. If you want to cement in a new default body weight of actual tissue, it takes just relentless consistency to pound on that body weight. Just, I always had the vision, like, you know, when you see a guy making a sword, like a medieval guy, and he's got the red hot iron and he's just fucking pounding. And then they yeah. fold it and they pound it again and fold it, pound it again. And they just, however many times they fold and pound is how good the sword is, right? And, and the denser the steel and the more it's heat treated and all that stuff. And that's how I think of like building actual muscle. Like it's, you know, it's, it's the difference between taking a bunch of D ball and test for a couple months and blowing up 25 pounds versus, you know, gaining 25 pounds over the course of a year and holding it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's different reality. And, and so that's why I say, you know, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta be big to, to actually get big. Like you can't just blow up all the time and lose a bunch of weight and expect to be bigger at your show to right. put the time in. Agreed. What about you, Scott? I got nothing to add. I got two guys here who've pushed to 300 pounds. Uh, <laughs> light heavyweight bodybuilder. I'm not going to – I'm just going to listen to you two on this one. How about that? I think the, the biggest thing that I would add to that also is that, that Ron actually is, is a perfect example of right now. When you've held size for a number of years, it becomes very difficult to get rid of. Hmm. Um, and Dante and I used to argue about this all the time. I told him when I, this is obviously before I got sick. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to diet down to like 240 as quick as possible. And he laughed and he's like, when's yeah. the last time you were under 270 ever? And I was like, 2016 for a show. And he was like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and it's funny because yeah. last year and I, and I've been mentioning this quite a bit and I'm, I'm excited cause I can finally put it out there and prove it is. I've been tinkering for years because I didn't, I had no, I knew I wasn't going to compete um, really anymore. I wasn't competing to make money. I never I was never going to win or anything like that. So I've been enjoying training and eating and just cruising for years. And now I'm actually assaulting bodybuilding again. So I can, I, without question, I can say it out loud. I will be better, bigger than I've ever been in the next six months for sure. Hmm. Because I just yeah. sat there for so long and it's the same reason. Like, and I was happy to see some responses on the post-up group the other day where people are like, Oh, muscle memory is real. 
you know, I, I went from 230 after being sick to 276 on 200 milligrams of testosterone. Yeah. That's just eating right. and training again. And for six of those weeks, half of my body wasn't working. Like it's, you know, it's yeah. just now clicking. So nice. you can't, you cannot replace uh, time of holding a size. It's just like, like yeah. Ron said, if you, if you touch a weight, I see guys do that all the time. Like finish my book, I'm gonna start dieting tomorrow. I'm like, no, no, please don't <laughs> like yeah. hang out, you know? And I think that's yeah. why a lot of people are disappointed that, that actually do put in the work um, to get better. But they are like, man, I can't figure out why I'm not getting better. I'm like, you need time. You know, well, I used to take I, I two years between shows because I, because I knew I wasn't good enough. Truthfully, was the reasoning, but it's also why every show I would go up like fifteen pounds hmm. of, yeah. of stage weight because that's how long it would take for that muscle to a grow and b still be there through the prep. I've I've got a client that I've been helping a good friend of mine, been helping him for many years now, but it's 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 he's been super patient. Like his last show was several years ago. Hmm. And uh, he's just focused on getting bigger. He won his last show and he was great at 185, but it's time to be a heavyweight. He's just going to skip the whole hmm. light heavy thing. And we've been watching in like his cruise body weight, you know, when he's, you know, done a 16 week, you know, 200 milligram cruise after each cycle because he's been doing a nice slow, you know, steady big breaks between cycles, that sort of thing. His cruise weight is, you know, it's 190 and then it's 200 and it's 205 and it's 210. And now he just finished a cruise three years since his last show, I think. Mm -hmm. um, he just finished a cruise. The lightest he got was 240. Huh. No kidding. <laughs> and Love now it. he's like, he's been back cranking for like a couple weeks and he's 250 now. It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, and, and just the accumulation by being patient and consistent. You know, mm -hmm. and he started a business and he had a kid and he did all this other stuff during that time while he accumulated mass. Yeah, and that's the name of the trip. game. Name of the game. I, I love when you have those exact things, because isn't it funny? You'll have an athlete who knows that. But when they live it and see their pictures, they're like, it really is that simple. Because we don't. I mean, I, get, I, I didn't want to believe that either. Credit to it. Yeah. What's his Sorry? name, by the way? What's yeah, his, his name? name? Morgan. We should publicize he's, this. He's uh, <laughs> You know, oh, Morgan, Morgan Sharp. Yeah, he's a freak. He's that, that pump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm shocked to hear that he hasn't competed forever because he is, he's a pro. He's going to be a pro. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's got, he's got the mass. So let's just get some more mass on there. So just add more. <laughs> just add, add more, Morgan. I know you're already not human, but let's take it further. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's another good one for you guys. When you deload, is it better to lower your weight or keep the same weight, just lower sets? Talking about weight that you're using, not your body weight. Mm. Um, to me, that depends on why you're deloading. If you're deloading because you have like joint pain or something, then I would reduce load, definitely. Mm -hmm. And maybe you train easy or you just do the movements with warm-up weights or something like that for your deload. Um, and you're, you know... Because, you know, we know now that, like, there's a lot of things. I mean, obviously, certain types of injuries you have to stop. Like, right. don't lift anything, right? But then there's other types of injuries now that we found move, keeping them moving is actually part of rehabbing them and getting them healthy. So you don't actually stop. You just have to, like, adjust, you know, move. Yeah, make adjustments. So um, 
So it depends. But if you're maybe you're taking a break because you're you're trying to just, you know, hyper recover or something, then you could technically you could do a lot of different things. And one of the things you could do is just do fewer working sets, but with your normal weights. Like you could also mm-hmm. like, you know, deload with just reducing volume that way. So instead of doing two working sets per exercise, say you just do one and then maybe you don't go past failure on it. So you just go to like the, the failure rep for one set. You're still using the same poundages, but you're reducing the stress, the overall load on the body, total volume, your recovery requirements, all that stuff is having a huge break. But you're still using the same weights. So there's, there's right. lots of different ways to do it. It just depends on why are you deloading. Agreed. So. I, I, Scott, what do, you, what do you think with that? I have a hard time. I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to speak personally. I have a really hard time if I need to deload now. And also I'll tell you that I hadn't really needed to deload until the last few years. I feel like I've pushed the weights heavier to the point where now it's become necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, I feel like I had used yeah, more or less, you know, the same weights, trying to squeeze harder, you know, maybe do We did like really long workouts in the past and right. the intensity of a three and a half hour leg day, you, you, there's no there's no particular moment that's like that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. You know, it's just right. like it's just overall a hard, grueling thing. Yeah, to do. yeah. But getting more into, you know, push pull legs, I, I found when I need to deload, I can't do like the reps and reserve thing very well. Like when I get, maybe it's my ability to gauge when I need a deload, but I'll lift the heaviest thing in my life. And if I need to back off the the next workout, I have to go lighter. Like I can't, I can't pick up that same weight again. Just the stress of picking that weight up, like taxes me, taxes like my central nervous system. I need Mm -hmm. to back it off. So I'd rather go for me, a deload would be going to like higher reps, uh, right. something I could control and probably not like going quite to that same level of intensity, you know, like not going beyond failure with it. But yeah, I, I, I think for me, a deload is like getting a pump more focusing on that. You know, if my best dumbbell inclined press was with the 125s, then I would say a nice deload for me would be like, we're going to kick up the 95s. And instead of doing one set and a back off set, I'm just going to do three straight sets with it. Something like right. that. Right. And maybe it's three sets of 10 where yeah. not really to failure, but exactly. Volume. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's a good way to do it. I think there's, it's what I love is I think so much of it too is personal. Um, I know from when I was really getting into DC and Dante was watching everything I do um, we would do, you know, the deload portion on the training and, uh, I sucked at it because I just am not disciplined. I would go to the gym with a plan to deload and then I'd feel good. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I can't waste a feel good day. <laughs> yeah. I pick some shit up. So I finally just reached out to him. I'm like, listen, I've done everything you ever told me. Um, but I'm not good at this. Can I just not train for a week? And he's like, yeah, I don't go to the gym. Cause I just, I would, it, it would be like my body smoked and I'd take a day and then the next day I'd come in. I'm like, Ooh, well, <laughs> yeah. maybe we'll see what we can do with, with six plates today on the squat. Like, you know, and you're thinking, you know, better than to do it, but it's, I was too young. It was too fun to train. 
so what I what I found my sweet spot actually was that and then the, the first week so I would do it for two weeks one week I wouldn't train at all the next week I would just get my body used to moving again because now I hadn't used it at all so that I was almost priming the pump for that next week to really just dive back in full full speed because yeah, yeah it was I always laugh like I, I'm like yeah I was the least disciplined person when it came to deloading because I'm like but this is fun it's not fun to squeeze. That's gay. <laughs> like, well, there's anything wrong with that. Shit. Yeah, now there's anything wrong with the actual gay. Sorry, I've offended people. <laughs> well, that's the Seinfeld reference. The classic yeah. line. <laughs> it's not what I meant. They already covered this. Seinfeld already handled this. Thanks. Okay. We, we just pass up the, a link to that episode. That'd be great. Hey, can, um, I, can I ask you guys a question? Yes, I love when you do this. All right. This is something I don't think I've ever heard on this show before, and I don't know oh, the answer shit. to it. No, I have never. Either you got it's okay. It's big <laughs> enough that I've never gotten a complaint. Can't believe we're going here. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, either you guys can take this one, or you're welcome to both take it. Uh, how did you guys meet? Oh, I know. Uh, I know. We, I know. The I, actual meeting was in England, right? Yeah, at yeah. Temple Gym. Yes, we met at, the, we, we met at Dorian's Temple Gym. You're kidding me. Why did, why did we not have this story on here already? Like, we met in like the the funniest place for us two to possibly met. <laughs> it yeah. made perfect sense. <laughs> you were bonded together from that moment. Yeah, yeah, I met. Yeah, that was, and that was my gym. that was my first trip to Temple. Also. My so I knew, and mine, mine as well, mine as well. Oh, so was. I, I, I knew Dusty was going to be there because I knew he was going with Jose. And I don't remember why I knew that or if I saw Jose or what the fuck happened. But right. for some reason, I knew that you, that you guys were going to Temple the same day. Because like, well, and a lot of other people were too. It wasn't like it was just us. Right. It was body powers. So like just a bunch of uh, people making the slug Thursday. So the trick is you had to go Thursday because not everybody was there yet, right? Mm. So you could actually go train, but if you went Friday, it was like forget about it, right? So, um, so we, so I was like, I got to go Thursday, and me and all the mutant guys were on our way down there with Dino, nice. and uh, Dino's like, I'll take you, I'll take you down, I'll you know make sure Dawes fucking treats you right and all this stuff, right? <laughs> so, so uh, Dino takes us, and and I walk in, and I'm kind of doing the like the self tour of the place, you know, as soon as I, I fucking I walk around to the leg room, and there's Dusty and Jose doing hack squats. Yep. And uh, and that was the first time I met Dusty. But Dusty and I already knew each other kind of because of the boards. Like, oh, I knew yeah. Dusty yeah, Hanshaw was, Dusty 08 Hanshaw or whatever his signature. What is your board <laughs> signature? Was it the same? Same, and, same that I do on my thing now. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I already knew, like, kind of knew Dusty in a way. And then I knew Jose in a way. So it was like, oh, hey, you know, it was like kind of right away friends. And, um, and then I remember like at the Olympia that year you were walking through the crowd and I like, for some reason I felt compelled to stop you and like say, Hey, you know, sorry about your dog. Cause one of your dogs had passed away. Yeah. And I remember you were like shocked. You looked shocked that I was like saying, sorry about your dog. And then I was like, ah, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have brought it up again. Had a good day. And then I like said, sorry about your dog. But that was like, kind of like when we were first getting to know each other. Am I, I right? That's what's, yeah, no, you definitely are. And I think that's what I loved about the, I mean, prior to tr like social media being what it is today, 
between the boards and, and YouTube as well, um, you, you would find out back when we were, when I was kind of getting started that the people knew who you were. Yeah. Cause Scott, you'll, you'll love this. So I'm, I'm at the, uh, I'm at the Olympia one year. I'm at the gas booth, just like looking to buy some stuff. And all of a sudden I hear this, uh, English accent behind me go dusty. And I turn around and it's Flex Lewis, who I've never met in yeah. my entire life. And he's like, I fucking love your YouTube channel. And I'm like, that's cool. I remember because obviously now I've known Flex for forever, but I remember like he left and I looked at my wife and I was like, why does Flex Lewis know who I am? Yeah. I have to add something here for you, Dusty. Yeah. Did, um, I watched Flex's interview with Fuad. Uh-huh. And Flex was specifically mentioning, he's like, yeah, you know, I've always been a fan of bodybuilding. I've always been inspired by the other guys. I've always watched the, the channels of the guys that I think were hardcore. And huh. he listed some guys and he listed you. He said, you know, you got this guy and you got this guy and you got Dusty and you got these guys that are really training. And he like specifically mentioned you and i thought fuck i make sure dusty knows about that that's cool yeah, it, was, so. it, it definitely was i mean it was and is still because it's funny like i'll i'll message him like last year before the olympia prep he, he sent me a text message he's like hey uh make sure you got a lot of videos getting loaded because i'm about to be doing a ton of cardio <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah, Flex, yeah. i only do this so you have something to be entertained by before <laughs> you win another olympia <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So, but no, that, I remember that because that was when I met you and uh, and Dino. And, and Dino is such a quiet guy uh, that you just can't understand, Scott. Like, we were we're doing hacks, and just when I go to a gym, I just train. Like Ron and I are the same. Like it doesn't matter where we are or how dead we are. Once we walk into the gym, we're only there to have, to be selfish and have fun by ourselves. Like no one else is there. Yeah. So I'm just blasting on the hack squat, and all of a sudden I hear this guy yelling at me. I mean, screaming at me, and I just keep going, like whatever. Dino feels very at home at Dorian's gym. Yeah, so, I, so I get I get up from this set, and this guy who I don't know who he is smacks me in the back and goes, "That's fucking bodybuilding," and that. walks off. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's funny. What is that?" <laughs> like, and I didn't know him until Ron took me to his gym the f two years later that I actually met, and I remember I saw him. And I'm like. I know this crazy bastard. <laughs> oh, yeah. He yelled at me the first time we met for like a minute and a half straight. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. That's how we met Scott. That's a story. It's that's good. A story. That's a good one. That's a good, it was a good start. You guys had a lot of, a lot of history since then. So I, I feel like that would be, that would be fun to kind of <laughs> dig through that at some point. Can and I we're also the, the two worst at pictures because you have the only two or three pictures that we actually have together. Yeah. And we traveled for th five years on the same team and we have three pictures. The listeners don't realize that. Like when we started the show, I was like, all right, guys, here's what we'll do. Get me a bunch of like all the pictures you guys have ever taken. And that way I'll have a bunch of different stuff we can use for thumbnails. And then I get a text with like two pictures. No. <laughs> this is what we have. <laughs> hey, you know, the funny thing is, is uh, when you when you spend time with people that are like, you know, I find when I'm spending time with like my real friends, I forget like we have to like do it at the very end. Like we're about to leave. Like yesterday I went for lunch with a good friend of mine. Yeah. And we sat there and chatted for two hours and ate lunch and had a bunch of laughs. And we were like literally already paid the bill and we were about to get up. Yeah. And she's like, shit, we should get a picture. 
I mean, I only see you every two years. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. So we like pull out our phone and take a selfie. But you almost didn't. You know, it's you almost didn't. And like I do that all the time with people. I'll go and hang out for lunch and and you're driving away and you're like, you even take a fucking picture. You know, but I come from that generation where we didn't take pictures of everything. It's still not ingrained in my mind. I it's something I I haven't totally like, you know, I, I don't feel like I have to take a picture of every single thing and it just I forget. Yeah. I think that's you're right though. You nailed it. When you're with the people who are like friend friends, like it's the same, Scott. If you said to me, send me your pictures with you and Jose, I'd be like, shit. It's a couple. <laughs> it's a good one. Like I think and they all have I four shirts on. Yeah. And they have I four shirts on in almost all of yeah. them. But I can I can get you many videos because anything time someone else is responsible for us, there's footage. Yeah. But picture, not yeah. so much. I mean, dude, I just saw him at the universe whenever that was, a month and a half ago. And it was so funny. I'm, I get in the car and I'm driving. I'm like, ah, shit, I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, we talked for 45 minutes. All right, dude. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's funny. So it's, it's funny. the nature of our, our age, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got, Dusty? Let's do one more. All right. Perfect. Let me, we got to make this a, a good one here. If we do one more, we'll round out, you know, kind of round out the two hour mark. Yeah, we'll be right about perfect. Dun, dun, dun. No, man, wait. Nope. Boom. I want it to be a solid one. I have a bunch of people that, by the way, put up questions with no question. I don't know what that means. Oh, here's a guy mocking me. That's good. This guy actually said, uh, I assume he's mocking me because if not, he has bad taste. He says, you're the most fashionable lifter I follow. Can I have some of your hand-me-downs? I'm like, I'm the huh. most ghetto lifter you follow. The only nice stuff I have, Jordan gave me. Um, <laughs> I was wearing pants yesterday that I think are older than uh, than the two daughters that live in this house. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. This is actually a good one. Well, it's an easy one, but I want to hit it because it's good. Um, tips on sticking to a diet when the weakness kicks in. Ooh. What do you got, There's, Scott? You already, yeah, you already yeah. I loved your reaction. I want to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> It'll it'll give you guys a chance to to think of some ideas. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what, when the weakness, all of that hunger, weakness, like if you're serious, okay, and and I'll tell you this, I have never been a guy who was the size of a Dusty Hanshaw or a Ron Partlow. So if I'm going to a show and I expect that there is going to be really big guys there, uh, I mean... The only thing I can really do super, super well is be fucking peeled out of my mind. That's like what I'm good at. And if I'm going to do that, it's going to take being weaker. It's going to take being hungry. And when I feel those things, that's yeah, I've heard other people say this, that that's where I know like, okay, this is the way this is where I'm supposed to be. This is exactly the way this should feel right now. You know, I, I, I want that. I welcome that. It doesn't concern me at all. Right. Love that. What about you, Ron? I just tell people you have to sort out what you're trying to accomplish and what you actually like. What's your vision for your physique? You know, like for me, getting strided glutes was always an absolute obsession Hmm. because it was so hard for me to do. Like my glutes didn't come in easy. It wasn't like I was just dieting. I'm like, oh, my abs are coming. Oh, yeah, my glutes are coming. Oh, yeah, my legs are coming. It wasn't like that. 
it was like, okay, my whole body's fucking peeled and I'm on 50 carbs a day and I still have to diet my glutes in. Right. Right. So I just, yeah, I just was, uh, I just didn't want to, didn't want to be the guy that didn't work hard enough. Hmm. It was just, you know, it's like, what are you hungry for? Are you hungry to win or are you hungry for a donut? You know, and you have to just try to remind yourself of what you're actually hungry for. Right. You know, and I understand that I was sort of in a position because of the choices I made where I was competing to win. Right. And some people are competing for other reasons. Hmm. So maybe it makes those things more difficult for them. I don't know. But my mindset was like, these guys are all technically better than me. Because hmm. I, I, I always told myself, I always gave them the advantage genetically just so I could like almost force myself to have to stay more disciplined. Hmm. So I would always say, Ron, you're the least talented guy that's going. Hmm. You can't have that fucking donut. You're the least fucking talented. Right. No, I think, I think there's, 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 there's two things that I, that I would say to this um, beyond what you guys said or I guess in another direction. The first thing that <clears throat> I would say is, Okay, how long is that cookie or that donut or even that whole meal going to satisfy you? How many minutes? Yeah. 30 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 minutes. Um, you won't feel better. Like if you're truly peeled, mm -hmm. it takes a week before you start to feel normal again. You ever do a show and you try to go back to the gym and you're terrible still because your body's still smoked. You've been eating for three days. Yeah. So a cookie's not going to put you back. You're not going to feel better. You're going to taste it for a second and then you're going to have regret. That's the, that's the first thing I would say is understand that you won't feel better. And that helps because yeah. if, if you're exhausted and that's the reason you're craving, that's one thing. The flavor won't be enough for the re regret. And then the big thing, which I learned when I was playing hockey, I had a coach that used to preach mistakes happen, but they need to be mistakes that require talent. Don't make a mistake that doesn't require talent. So not eating a cookie Anyone can do that. Okay. You not being able to get crazy quad sweep oh. like some other guy, that's just genetic. Like There's nothing you could do. Or if, if a guy's a faster skater than you, but you go as hard as you can, okay, well, he beat you because he's better. There's nothing you can do about that. But choosing to not try your hardest if you're playing hockey or to eat a meal, that's a choice. You made a decision to lessen yourself, and that's unacceptable. So, and I approach that in life, like, like everything should be that way. There's no reason to do anything that, that that's detrimental, that doesn't require talent. You know, it's kind of like, you know, answering your emails within the, the time that you say you will, like that doesn't require talent, just get it done. There's no excuse. So I've always looked at that. Like when people tell me they've cheated on their diet, I, I try to step out of my own body. Cause I really don't understand. I'm like, why? Like I, I remember, <laughs> yeah, I remember like one of my earliest, my earliest coach, actually, uh, Brian, um, my old coach that helped me win a show back in the nineties. I remember I was at his house once and he's like, yeah, you know, people will tell you that this might not matter and that might not matter. And like, you know, a few bites of rice might not matter mm. and a spoonful of oatmeal that's might not matter, but I've seen enough trophies handed out that I know otherwise. <laughs> that was is that, was just, that brian the coach that you told us about on brian, yeah, brian Logue, yeah and i mean this is a guy that like saw 100 shows right yeah 
and his wife was a pro bodybuilder all through the in the 80s and or all through the 90s you know so they like went to you know they were all over the place and so it was just funny he's like some people say certain things don't matter but i've seen enough trophies handed out that i know otherwise and i just thought yeah you know and that's that whole like like you know you know other people might not know but you know and how does that affect you yeah you know right you don't want to ever do anything. And it's really hard because we all do it in different ways. We all do things that for even a second make you feel like a loser. You know, when you make yeah. a decision, you make a decision. And for like a minute afterwards, you're like, oh, it was kind of a loser thing to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we've all had a moment where we've done something like that. And I think there's nothing more devastating than making yourself feel like a loser even if it's for a short period of time Hmm. and we really gotta hold ourselves to a standard where we don't make ourselves feel like we've done something that's like a loser move you know i agree yeah Yeah. i I like the challenge in life standard you said is beautiful because that's that's the biggest thing is i don't i think you should hold yourself to a standard higher than anyone else could hold you to then you're good to go right right you know so yeah i'm glad you guys brought those in because that's it is difficult because, you know, I mean, you know, part of coaching, you guys both do it is you do have to, you can't coach everyone the way you are. And I do know that that cookie didn't kill you. Right. I, so it's, it's like, it is quote unquote fine, but it's also not because I, I could, yeah. I'm disgusted enough in the head that I could see myself like eating a meal I didn't eat and then getting second. And even though I know that guy would have beat me either way, still being pissed that I ate that meal. It's like it's like if you're dating a girl and she gives a, another guy a hand job, even if it's just for a minute. It was just one minute of a hand job, but it just affects everything else. You know, now like every time we go out for dinner and, and I'm gonna think, that hand job, man, it just that was a loser move. You know? Rod, I have to I have to say this because I don't know that everyone watches all your stories, but uh I died. We we were in uh Charlotte last week and you you were answering your Q&A after the show and I, I laughed so hard that I, that I had to share it with the with the group when a guy said uh, when you when you when you're not in a relationship and and you need to shave your entire body what do you do and Scott Ron goes Ron goes well most of the spots you can reach yourself and as far as like your back and stuff just have one of the girls you're sleeping with do it <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed and I'm like I said, I love this because Ron doesn't like Ron doesn't understand that most men when they're single means they're very, very alone. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh. That's like, no good. That's that. no good. You gotta sign somebody up. <laughs> if you're single, if you're single you, gotta, you should have a whole team. I mean, you got a massage therapist, right? You got you got a dentist, you got someone who cuts your hair. I mean, you're single. You're not incapable of setting up a structure in your life. <laughs> this doesn't require talent either. Get this done. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I laughed hard enough that I that I actually waited because we were doing something. Like later in the night, I went back to your stories. I'm like, you got to watch this. This is funny. That's funny. <laughs> you know, something's good when you have to share it. You're like, well, I got to remember. Oh, well, I'm happy. To- I'm happy that I connected with people who found the situation you know, uh, relatable. It, what made it funny was when I watched it, I was like, well, that's obvious. Like my brain was like, someone's going to be naked with you. You're fine. Yeah. Like whoever you're <laughs> fucking, this <laughs> thing to do. I don't understand what's the problem. Yeah. This seems very obvious. You thought your mother, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Good stuff. Well, I think that's a good note to end on. A hundred episodes is a great note to end on. That's how are we still here? Uh, One hundred episodes. I'm down to five percent. I made it. Perfect. Um, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for watching the show, supporting us. Like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell, all that stuff. Uh, you know, uh, thanks, Dusty, for putting up with me for two years and and uh, my. That's know, just publicly. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and uh, thanks to Scott for all you've done to help us out with things like, you know, like my pleasure uh, production of the show, and I know we've. We've been through a lot. We've had some challenges, and uh, you know we're we're real happy to still be here and getting support from the people watching. So that's important. Anything you want to say, Scott? Wrap up episode one hundred. No, I'm just excited to see where things go next. To see, uh, you know, to see how things evolve from here. And I'm glad that we're all here. You know what I'm saying? A lot of shit has gone down for. All of us in the past sure. uh, couple of years. So uh, glad yeah. to be here, and I'm I'm excited that bodybuilding is happening, and uh, and I look forward. Like I feel like the Olympia is going to be here in no time. So we're going to be you talking about that. Both soon. you guy, both you guys almost died. You I know, right? I was literally just thinking the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> you, had, you had like bad COVID where it could have oh, yeah. gone worse. Oh yeah, you were like fucked up. I'm still not okay. Like I'm still no. recovering, so yeah. Like you, you got the hammer COVID that you know you don't want to get, and then Dusty had a little food incident there, and and it was, uh, <laughs> it was very very crazy year. So I I was sort of like by the end of this, I've been like, oh fuck, like what's gonna. <laughs> I'm being very careful with my food. And, yeah, you know, yeah. He chooses food. <laughs> like, I'm next. Double washes his hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so no, I'm just happy we're all here. You know, I couldn't do this by myself. <laughs> well, you could do it without me, but you definitely couldn't do it without Scott. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, listen, Scott, what are you guys going to go down, Scott? I need you. I need you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, everybody, and remember, it's just bodybuilding. 